Welcome to Markets Now. I'm Michelle Rook with agmarket.net's Matt Bennett. And let's talk just a little bit about uh, the closes today. Corn and soybeans were up, wheat was lower. Corn surprised me because the wheat market usually drags it down. Do you think we're getting to the point where corn is able to put a low in here? I mean, last time you and I talked, I thought wheat might drag corn out of the doldrums, so to speak. It certainly looked like that might be the case. But, you know, you come in here today, obviously, uh, wheat market's getting beat up. Some of this is what's going on over the in the EU. Some of the price uh, action there has is, is just been rough, been horrible. Uh, but you look at corn, and corn, I think people are getting a little bit of confidence that the low might be in. If the low is in, I think there's some uh, bottom pickers, uh, so to speak, want to go ahead and, and buy a little bit of corn. Can I get super bullish right now? Fundamentally, no. Uh, you're going to have to have some prolonged heat and dryness you know, in South America. You're going to have to throw some problems at that Sabrina crop, and then you're going to have to have verification of maybe a little less corn acres. I do think there's some whispers of that currently, uh, but at the same time, it remains to be seen. We're a long ways away from March 31st. Last thing is that we're hearing whispers of some Chinese business potentially yes. off the PNW. And so if that's going on, obviously they're looking at this saying, gee whiz, how long can this market stay this low? RSI got down to about 20. You don't spend a lot of time that oversold in the corn market. Typically you get under 25, you start to correct that situation a little bit. And I think that they, they are very well aware of that as well. So if they're stepping in buying corn, I think that that makes sense. And that could be something that could give us a little more support for more of a sustained rally. It makes sense only to the point, though, that Brazil, if you look at a corn chart, they have seen their market just collapse here recently. Right. So why would China not buy from them? I mean, that's a that's a really good question. But when you look at FOB values, actually, we're quite competitive right now. And so uh, I've got to think that, uh, you know, they could buy some off of them. But there's been several days here recently because I, I look at these FOB values on one of the uh, sites that we look at, uh, you know, so with freight on board, uh, several days here lately, we've actually been a little bit cheaper than Brazil and so with that being the case of course some of that has to do with the fact that dollar finally had backed off just a shade uh, and we you know we were going up for quite a while and we were a little bit concerned we we're going to take off back towards those uh, summer levels 107s and stuff like that but 103 I can live with 104 uh, bottom line is I think we're still competitive you look at the you look at those values I think China you know they're going to buy a little bit mm -hmm. off the P&W I think it makes sense from a freight standpoint especially with question marks with the Panama Canal still. And we have first notice day tomorrow. Yep. We had lots of liquidation going into that. You'd think that would kind of be over, don't you I do. Think? I do think that that's pretty much run its course. I think that uh, last week a lot of folks were talking about, hey, we got first notice day coming up. What are you going to do with your corn? Are we going to roll? And I think some folks are like, look, this is pathetic. I'm out. I'm going to get out. Some people probably had some sort of re-ownership. I understand that. Uh, you've got to think that it makes sense, you know, to buy. Calls are cheap. I mean, we all know that. Volatility has been just sucked out of this market. Uh, the sentiment for corn was about as weak as anything uh, that you could trade, actually. Uh, you know, a couple of different indicators showed that it was the least uh, popular of anything that you can trade in the commodities. And so um, in that case, yeah, you step in and maybe buy a little bit as you sell. Sometimes a producer has to have ownership in something to give them the confidence to go ahead and make that physical sale. Uh, that makes sense because here's the thing, Michelle, if we do, let's say we take off on a 40, 50 cent run, we're already halfway there. All right. If you do, it's extremely unlikely that you get that on your cash corn. You know, basis is going to weaken as people start to reward the market. The elevator systems can only handle so much corn. End users can only handle so much corn. They're going to have to widen that basis. This is something we've been talked about for, talking about for a while. That's what's going to happen if you continue higher. 
So soybeans made new contract lows before bouncing into the close today. Do you think that we're going to continue to see pressure there because there's talk of importation of beans coming into southeastern U? United States, we still have Brazil harvest going on. Yeah, global arbitrage is going to be something we're going to see quite a bit uh, moving forward. Uh, bottom line, if you're in the southeast and you can get beans from Brazil, I know a lot of people in, in the Midwest, people here at Commodity uh, Classic are probably saying, that's a bunch of you know what, you know, I don't like that, that's frustrating. But hey, if I'm a multinational company, I'm going to source my products where I can get them the cheapest. We hear about soybean oil coming into California. Uh, bottom line, uh, you know, if Argentina can get, uh, which that was the rumors who's sending it there if they can get it there cheaper than what we can I mean that's just the way it's gonna work and so you know I think as far as soybeans go you've got enough soybeans in the world there's a lot of question marks though how big is the, is the size of Brazil crop and I know we're farther along than we were four weeks ago five six weeks ago I don't feel like we know more about the actual size though you know you hear anything from low 140s to low 150s right now I think is kind of where you're at and so uh, even I, I guess if you get right in the middle of that let's say you're 146 147 148 that's probably not low enough for us to get a fundamental reason to get excited about owning beans. And so I, I am concerned that there could be more downside pressure. Last thing I'll say on beans is that acreage is likely to be fairly strong on beans yeah. here in the U.S. this year. When you're making decisions last fall, corn worked better. And so I think it was unfortunate if you made that decision based upon economics, if you didn't lock some of that price in because now beans look better. But if you've already got your anhydrosone, you're gonna plant corn. I think swing acres firmly go in the direction of soybeans this year. Whenever you look at the economics, especially in the I states, they look significantly better towards soybeans than what they do corn. And so I think you'll switch a few of those acres over, but I don't know that you'll get within three to four million uh, between the two. Last year it was 11 though. So it's a big, it's a big change. The wheat market looked like it was trying to bottom until today when we saw these EU wheat prices, you say, pull our market down. Is that going to continue to keep a lid on that ability of that market to form a low? Yeah, I mean, to me, I feel like we're plenty cheap in the wheat market. I felt like last week the wheat actually had, wheat market had a story. Uh, to where we could get excited. The Russian and sanctions the maybe Russian or what? Yeah, I mean, and so you, you got to think that this wheat market is finally going to be able to kind of pull us along. We've seen it happen. You and I talked about this last week. Sometimes when corn, beans, and wheat are all in the doldrums, the wheat market will have something to propagate a rally, right. and it will drag the other two begrudgingly along and at least keep us from making, continuing to make new lows. And then you come in here this week, and it's very concerning, in my opinion. And, and actually, it's shocking, as you, uh, I think, insinuated, that the wheat market's doing what it's doing, and then corn turns around and rallies. I mean, it, it, it's abnormal. Just a little, it could be spread unwinding. A lot of folks, I think, for some time, you know, were long this wheat and short corn. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was just no reason to get excited about owning corn for quite some time. Still isn't, if right. we're going to be honest about it. It's just that we're extremely oversold. We've probably thrown all the bearish information we could throw at it. Wheat market's a little different. I think moving forward, you still got to understand that we continue to draw these domestic and global stocks down year on year. Any sort of supply disruption in the world could have a little bit bigger impact than what we've seen before whenever we always had 50% stocks to use. Yeah. Just a quick question about cattle. Pretty big sell-off today. Do you think it's part of a routine correction? Well, I think cattle on feed last week was bearish. We all, we, right. we know that, placements. okay? Uh, placements were, were, were bearish uh, versus expectations. People thought they could be in the low 80s, you know, or mid 80s, and we came in at what, 92, somewhere in there. Uh, but the bottom line on cattle is this. Uh, that was due to logistics, due to weather. 
and I felt like if you were in the 80s, uh, you know, the, this next month you would rebound, okay? And so I felt like the market wasn't going to do a whole lot this week, uh, even though it was a bearish report. But the problem is, uh, part of that was due to the fact I didn't think corn would rally 20 cents, you know, off the lows this week. Uh, that certainly is going to have a little bit of an inhibiting factor on the cattle market. First of all, second of all, equities have kind of sold off, you know, so it looked like maybe we're going to take a run towards 40,000 on the Dow. Now you're trading back below 39. It's still a very elevated level. But anytime you start feeling like consumer confidence might be waning just a little bit, uh, you've got to ask yourself, has this cattle market got the firepower that it needs, you know, to push higher whenever you're already trading in the mid 180s? And uh, I guess my personal opinion is right now, I think it's probably fairly priced. Okay. Good to see you as always. Yep. Thanks so much, Matt Bennett, joining us with agmarket.net. And that's Markets Now.